Next guest, great friend of the show. I'd like to think he's a personal friend as well. Former Newcastle defender. You see him on Fox. He's Warren Barton. Warren, thanks so much for coming on the show. Glenn, you are a friend of mine, so don't worry. <laughs> I, ain't got, I, ain't got, I ain't got that many, so. <laughs> but yeah, good, good friend. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in that same category. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's uh, let's start off with something very dear to your heart because in, in rarefied air, you have played for Newcastle United. Um, you know, what What you're feeling now after the season, the Champions League money, the job Eddie Howe did, maybe take us into that. Yeah, I spent eight seasons up there and it's arguably the best time of my career and probably the best time of my life out there. I mean, great people. It's a wonderful football club. Um, it means everything to the people up there. Uh, and they'd had 14 years after the last ownership that was demoralising. Uh, the new owners come in and Eddie Howe has done quite a remarkable job. You know, he's got to be a, a definite candidate for manager of the year um, with the players. Glenn and you know as well as I do, you know, we've coached and been around the game a long time. Not only to coach players that you bring into the club, but to make players better that are already there. Joe Linton now being called up to the... Brazilian squad, Almiron, was looking a shadow of himself that we see at Atlanta. He scored 10, 11 goals this season. And it just means everything to the fans up there. And, you know, yes, it would have been a magnificent season to get into the Carabao Cup, lost to Manchester United. Um, the finishing Europa spot would have been brilliant, but Champions League is where the ownership want to be. Uh, Newcastle's coming over to America actually this summer as well. They're going to be stateside, so they'll be around. Uh and it just means that the supporters have got their football club back, their soccer club back, and that means everything to them. And uh, with the job that's Eddie done, uh, it's been brilliant. They're going to spend again in the transfer window. And I think we've been used on state side, the, the big six. It's now the big seven, eight. You know, Aston Villa looked great as well. But Eddie has done a remarkable job. The way they play, they press high up the field. They're strong, they're athletic, they're quick, they're aggressive. Um, and they're great to watch. And they're the best fans in the world. They've stuck through that club for a long time, um, but now they they can enjoy a Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, PSG in the Champions League. And, it, you know, it's 20-odd years ago since we did that, myself playing against Barcelona and PSV and cl clubs like that. So it's 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 great for them to have it. And it's great for the Champions League because they're going to enjoy the Geordies. You know, they take over whatever city they are. They have fun. They'll have a few drinks and they support their team. And it's uh, it's great to know because I know what, what it means to everybody in that place in, in Newcastle. Talking to former Newcastle defender Warren Barton, also with Fox Sports. Um, I'm glad you touched on Eddie Howe making players better because I think the prevailing thought for people who aren't taking a bit of a deeper dive is that it's essentially just the wealth that has turned this thing around. And we all know it's a lot more than just wealth. Yeah, I mean, and look, you know, Pep Guardiola has got the wealth, but he's made players there better. And I think that's to, to him as a credit, as a coach. Yes, you know, you've got a... Um, You've got money to spend, but you've got to get the right recruitment. I mean, look what happened to Manchester United for a few years. Look what's happened to Chelsea. You know, Chelsea are a shadow of themselves. So, yes, recruitment is nice and money makes it a lot easier, but you've still got to get the best out of your players that you have uh, because, you know, people know in the Premier League, you only have certain transfer windows. You can't trade throughout the, the season. It's only certain times you get them. And once you get them, you've got to get the right personnel in. And, you know, Eddie's got the right person as well. You know, they've got to be good characters. Um, and the players that was already there under a coach called Steve Bruce, you know, wasn't performing well. You know, Wilson was a, a good English international, uh, was defending deep, playing deep, not scoring any goals. This season, he got 18 goals. So that just shows you the quality that Eddie's done, uh, as well as the you know making players better, but also making the team better, more enjoyable to create chances. So 
all round, he's been magnificent. And it first started, you know, um, Glenn, and I know the club. He, got, he turned up on the first day, got there at 6.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, did all his prep work, training work, got onto the field. As he's leaving at midnight or 11 o'clock, there was a fan still sitting on the pavement waiting for an autograph. It would have been quite easy to make out he's on his phone, on his laptop, you know, having a sleep, whatever it could have been. He stopped, signed the autograph, had a couple of moments with the fan and drove off. That tells me he understands the football club and the likes of Sir Bobby Robson and Kevin Keegan that knew what the football club was. And um, he'd be loved there now for the rest of his uh, time that he's at Newcastle, uh, Eddie. Um, and he's a joy. And it's great, obviously, for an English coach to be doing well, a young coach. So that's an added bonus as well, uh, being in the Premier League, because we know how demanding that league can be. Warren Barton joining us here, former Newcastle defender. I'm sure during your time you heard of Super Mac, Malcolm McDonald, right? I mean, how big of a star was he in club history at Newcastle? Well, I was an Arsenal fan when I was a kid, so Super Mac played for them uh, as well as Arsenal and Newcastle, and he's still a legend up there, Super Mac. Um, Alan Shearer has obviously got his statue outside, and he's now been welcomed back to the club. I was actually invited as an old player with Norberto Solano, and uh, Steve Harper and and a few other players, Rob Lee, to go back and be a guest of the club where we was never asked before. So there's a lot of change that has gone on in that club. But yeah, Super Mac was a big part of the the history that he had up there. KK, Kevin Keegan come along. Um, and obviously Alan Shearer took on the mantle there and is still the Premier League top goal scorer, unless Harry Kane or Haaland have a good you know decade to go and, and score the goals. But He's still uh, he's still a legend up there, Super Mac, as well as as obviously Keegan and, and Alan Shearer. Warren, let me take you into one of the great stories of the weekend, which was Luton Town winning the playoff, going into the Premier League, a team that you know hasn't been back in the first division or the top of the English pyramid since I guess eighty two to ninety two. But but take us into some of the provincial feel about clubs like this and, 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 and what it means to a city and the economy and the mood of people and all these wonderful things that maybe, you know, we don't necessarily get in this country with sports. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to the, in the middle of the country in the U S in Oklahoma and having a double a baseball team progress up the ranks to triple a to then have the finance to build a major league team to go in there where you know in that sense you have to have the money to do this where Luton have just kept their same stadium which actually I played in it's been modified a little bit I hope because it wasn't in great condition then um but it's still in the a row of houses you know a little street a little English courtyard street is next to it is a is a soccer stadium so it's not this big land in the middle of nowhere where you've got the car parks and you've got the um, takeout stores and you've got the shopping malls and everything else. This is right in the middle of people's homes where Manchester United fans are going to go down and Arsenal fans and, you know, Manchester City, Newcastle fans are going to be walking through these little streets through someone's front room, their living room, where people are having their, their dinner. They'll be walking past their window to go and watch the game. So it's quite a remarkable story where it's come up the ranks. My old team, Wimbledon, did it. Uh, years and years ago in the 80s and early 90s. We did that from the lower leagues, got promotion, got promotion, got promotion, and then into the promised land. But this is a, a wonderful story. Uh, one of my old colleagues, Mick Hartford, who was a player at Newcastle, that was with me at Wimbledon, he's involved in that club. He played for Luton in the good old times in the 80s. 
and he's part of that coaching staff. But it's just a wonderful story, Glenn, that someone has, has actually, there's one player that's played in the lower league, in the, in the you know, double A, gone up to triple A, gone into the major league, and now he's gone into, as I said, the top flight with major league baseball. So it's a, it's a great story. Um, whether they're being there for years, who cares? It's just a great story that, you know, where it is, go and Google it, go and have a look at it on the website because it is in the middle of someone's living room that they're going to be playing. It's, it's a remarkable story. Um, and it's just out north of London. So it's not in Birmingham. It's not in Liverpool or Manchester. It's a little bit just off the the A1 and M1 where you go and have, there's an airport there, small town, very, very much under the radar. They're not a big club in the in the championship. They've just been punching above their weight. And it's a great story and to, to be in the Premier League. And hopefully their first game is against Liverpool at home or Man United at home or Newcastle or Man City because it's just a great story. You don't really want them to have Burnley at home their first game. You want it to be a real big game. Sky TV will be down there or BT and you know we'll have it on NBC over here. They do a great job as well, all the guys at NBC. So they'll be telling you the story as well because it's unique. It's so, so different. Get set to hear uh, the words Kenilworth Road, right? And Ethan Horvath, the U.S. goalkeeper on loan from Nottingham yeah. Forest, was in goal in that game yeah. for uh, for Lutontown. All right, uh, Sunday or this weekend, we've got Manchester United, Man City in the FA Cup. we got two teams that have uh, a number of differing injuries. Um, you got Man City's thinking ahead to the Champions League final. This would be a great capper for Eric Ten Hag and, and United going into the the off-season and the transfer window, maybe position this one a little bit for us. Yeah, I think it's everything for Manchester United. One as well, Glenn, they don't want Ma- uh, Manchester City, their noisy neighbours, to emulate what the great Manchester United team in 1999, uh, when they won the FA Cup against my team, Newcastle, they beat us in the final. They'd already won the league against us as well. We finished third. And... Um, and then, obviously, they went on one of Champions League and that dramatic game against Bayern Munich at the new Camp where Solskjaer and Teddy Sheridan got the late winners in that game. So, everything for Manchester United to go out there and play. Pep Guardiola, I think, is undoubtedly arguably the one or two top managers in the Premier League that we've ever had. I mean, Arsene Wenger goes up there for me and Sir Alex Ferguson, but Pep's not far away. Uh, if he's far away at all, the way he's transformed the game, the way he's made players better their style of football, um, and his attention to detail, but his will to win and drive. You know, we see Miami Heat, um, uh, sorry, yeah, Miami Heat in the uh, basketball against uh, Celtics, about that will to win and you have to suffer to go through. And Pep did that and he'd be desperate to, um, to, to emulate that and to win the Champions League. But he'll have them prepared for this game. He'll have something up his sleeve. But Manchester United should be a great game, great occasion. They've got everything to play for. So, Normally, when you go into it, it's an underdog. And I don't really see one at the moment. I think City will change a little bit, but they've still got outstanding players. Uh, and Manchester United will be going hell for leather that they, one, they want to win the FA Cup and beat their big rivals, but they also don't want them to get that triple, uh, which, you know, Manchester United did in the late 90s as well. And, you know, that game with Miami Heat going up against the wall and, getting that result, um, you can see United having that sort of determination to do it. So it's a, it should be a cracking game, one that I'm looking forward to. You know, we're not talking uh, about Arsenal much now because <laughs> of the way their season finished. We're talking to Warren Barton of Fox Sports, former Newcastle United defender. But uh, 
Yeah, it seems like they've kind of been pushed aside. But what a fantastic year for Arteta and Arsenal to get into the Champions League money. Uh, now they have that uh, conundrum of success where, you know, they're going to have to continue to build their team. They're going to have to do something in the transfer market. But, you know, uh, how about a word on just the success of them and kind of Arteta as a uh, disciple of Pep Guardiola and company? Yeah, it's very similar to to what happened to me, Glenn, in the 95-96 season where we was nine points clear, 12 points clear, but they had a game in hand with Manchester United. You know, we felt like we had one hand on the trophy and it just slipped away. But, you know, we still talk about that team as the entertainers. And, you know, for, Pe- uh, for, for, for Pep and for Arteta, it's a mutual respect that they have. But Arteta's done a wonderful job at Arsenal. He's had time. You know, there was time early on in his career Arsenal that people wasn't sure and what the program was doing and what the process was going along. But I think he's a good coach. I think he's he's a big student of the game. Uh, I think he's grown into the job. I think he had a chance this season where he was a bit too animated on the sideline and there's a border of being a top yeah top class coach and also conducting yourself a little bit better. But that's pressure. That's what he does to everybody. Um, I think he's got an outstanding group of young players. They just didn't like we did. They just didn't have the know-how to be a champion. It, it's just that fine details. And again, it was so similar to us. The harder they tried, the worse it got. And, you know, they, they lose games. They you know get defeated at home against Brighton. Anyone else except City, and in my case, Manchester United, you felt they might have had enough. But City just kept grinding and grinding and grinding and putting pressure on, pressure on, pressure on. And they just couldn't get over that that hump. They get stronger. I think they've done a great season. I think he's, a, as I said, a wonderful coach. They've had big recruitment this season because they need to add, like Newcastle do. Edu, the ex-Arsenal player, I think he's done well with his recruitment, but they're going to have to go to that next level. But by getting in the Champions League, he can attract that. And being Arteta, who's got a big, big name in the game, you know, talks of Real Madrid wanting to have him as the next coach after Ancelotti. So... You know, there's a lot of big names out there that, that want him. So I think he did a wonderful job. Their style of football, you know, Ricardo Saka is one of my favourite players, a young Arsenal player, number seven. Always got a smile on his face, but it just caught up with him as well, Glenn. You know, just you could see he didn't have that that spark that he had in October, November, December. And that's what pressure does. You know, it does. It's it's everything's magnified. And, you know, sometimes it's easy being the one that you're, you're chasing rather than being the one that's being hunted. So it's, um, it, but they've done a great season. Uh, the, the challenge is going to be having to do that next season. Cause I think Tottenham will get better. Chelsea will get better. Liverpool will be better. I think Aston Villa under Unai Emery, he, he's going to be better next season. And there's always a Brighton or someone else that comes along that gets a good run in the game. So it's going to be an exciting Premier League next season as well. Warren, as always, great stuff. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming on the program again tonight and uh, great insight on the Premier League and uh, everything going on there. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Glenn. Take care, my friend.